Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism. And on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and little sister... Hi, I'm Sarah Matthews. Biology A-Level, topic by topic, to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics, or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Yay, and we are now on to our third episode, episode three. We are indeed. Our topic for this episode is types of microscopes. Now, I've got to be honest with you, I very rarely teach this fully as a lesson, Mm -hmm. okay? I usually set this topic as a group homework task. So what I'll do is I'll say, right, get into groups of three, go away and prepare a presentation on this particular topic. So it's principles and limitations of different microscope types. Yeah. And then present it. So they they come back two weeks later, they present them, we talk about it. And then I pick out everything from what they've said that would get the marks in an exam question. So you're saying that in an A-level biology exam, you're going to get a question on a microscope? Like, yeah. about a microscope? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah? I never... Microscope to me always seemed like something to help you with the science rather than it being yeah, like... Yeah, like a, a practical point. Like you would get a question a on it. That talks... Uh, that, um, where you have to be able to make a slide for a microscope and then like how to use a light microscope or an optical microscope and you would be asked questions on that on that particular practical. But you also need to know the differences between light and electron microscopes and why electron microscopes are better for okay. studying cells. So I suppose I'm going to have to teach it as opposed to just say, Sarah, go and make a presentation and then present yeah. it back to me because that's not fair. Yeah, that's um, not fair. Also, like, I haven't done it, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know when that bell goes, you'll be staying behind. Um, oh, God. So, um, first of all, Sarah, do you know what a micrometer is? A micrometer? Is it something to do with sort of like... Say you're looking at a cell. Yeah. Do you measure that in micrometers or something? Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. But do you know, like, what it is compared to, like, a millimetre or a centimetre? Oh, I've got no idea. Okay. So, look at this ruler... Yeah. Yeah, looking at it. So the smallest division on that ruler is, is what? a millimetre. Is a millimetre, right, exactly. So a micrometer is a thousandth of wow. a millimetre. So wow. imagine that between those two tiny lines, that millimetre, imagine that divided into a thousand and that would be a micrometer. So how big is a cell? Depends on the cell. So say like a bacteria cell, it could be like one micrometre. So it's like mm-hmm. a thousandth of a millimetre. Uh, eukaryotic cells are slightly bigger. That's actually fascinating. So they'd be like more like three micrometers. Yeah. So do you know what a nanometer is? Nanometer. I've got no idea. So a micrometer is a thousandth of a millimeter. Yeah. So imagine a micrometer divided into a thousand. And that's a nanometer. And that would be a nanometer. Uh, so that's even more tinier. Yeah. So I'm going to be referring to those sorts of measurements today. So I just wanted to give you an idea of what that would be. Okay kind of look like even though you can't imagine it i'm just going to write this down it might come up in the um sarah's takeaways it's mad isn't it light microscopes or optical microscopes as they're often referred to in the exam are just microscopes that use light to form an image so it just shines a light on it so you can see it 
and magnifies it. So that's the sort of microscope you would use in school? Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it might be electric light or it might be a light that you're using a mirror to like focus up to the specimen on yeah. the slide. But um, it's perfectly fine for school and uni because... You know, it just magnifies things and it can magnify things up to 1500 times bigger than what it actually is. So you can just see it, mm -hmm. which is fine if you're just looking at like an onion skin cell or say a cell from the inside of your cheek or something like that. You'll be able to see a basic structure of a cell. Yeah. But you won't be able to see what's inside that cell. So you won't be able to see the organelles. No, you wouldn't be able to oh, see okay. any organelles. Okay. Apart from, like, a nucleus, if it's been stained properly, you might be able to see a nucleus. Oh, and, cool. and you might be able to see, like, an outline in terms yeah. of, like, a cell membrane, but you won't see anything else. Because everything else is too small. And a light microscope, even though it can magnify things 1,500 times bigger than it, it is, mm -hmm. just doesn't have the resolution that you need. Okay? Okay, yeah. So those things are so small, the microscope cannot distinguish them. Mm -hmm. okay yeah and that's what it's we call... like when you try and take a picture on your iphone of some stars but you just can't see them exactly yeah exactly so resolution is the ability to distinguish between two points now if those two points are so close together that whatever you're looking at it through whether it be a camera or whether it be a microscope it can't distinguish between them it would just be a blur yeah and it would just look like part of the cell that mm -hmm. you can't see the structure of or it very clearly so like you say it, it can it kind of works that way with camera pixels like you can try and focus in on it you can try and zoom in and make it bigger but if your camera can't f decide to yeah. distinguish between those two points it's not going to show you mm -hmm. it's going to show you blur so the resolution for a light microscope is 0.2 micrometers so if anything is smaller than 0.2 of a micrometer you won't be able to see it and the reason for that is because light waves the wavelength is very long it's too long it yeah. can't distinguish between two small points and is it likely the wavelength is too long you might get like a question on Absolutely, that in an exam yes. yeah you Absolutely. would okay yes so anything smaller than 0 0.2 of a micrometer would be a blur mm -hmm. in your microscope and that's probably what's going to happen with a light microscope even the best microscopes that you're using light you're not seeing any structures mm. inside a cell so they're not very good for studying cells which is why electron microscopes are so important. Okay? Yeah, I really respect microscopes. They teach you to enjoy the little things. <laughs> That's a good one. That's the best one. <laughs> it's the best one so far. So, electron microscopes can come in handy, okay? So, basically, all that happens here is an electron microscope will use a beam of electrons. So, electrons are small particles. Mm. They're atomic particles. They are negatively charged small particles that are found in orbit around a nucleus of an atom. So a beam of those electrons from like an electron gun will basically be sort of aimed at the specimen. Electron gun? Yeah. But because electrons have a shorter wavelength, the resolution is higher, which means it can see between those really small, much, much smaller yeah. spaces. So the resolution... These, you know these microscopes? Are they massive? Or yeah, like yeah, they like fill a room. Oh, okay, all yeah. right, yeah. The ma the resolution of an electron microscope is actually 0.1 of a nanometer, so much, much smaller. So remember, a oh, nanometer, okay, yeah. a thousandth of a micrometer. A thousandth of a micrometer. Yeah. Plus, electron microscopes can magnify up to 1,500,000 ,000 times bigger than the actual specimen, so much, much bigger mm -hmm. magnification as well. So imagine how much better you can use these microscopes 
to study cells. So were these, um, like, before they invented the electron microscope, did people know about organelles? Had they even been discovered? No, because they wouldn't have been able to see them, so they wouldn't have known they were there. Yeah. And it took a long time for scientists to know what was actually an organelle and what was just an artefact in the on the slide or in the specimen. Yeah. So... Uh, we'll talk about this a bit more in a minute, but um, when you're preparing a specimen for a tra- for an electron microscope, it takes a long time because you've got to fix it and stain it in such a specific way. You yeah. get artefacts. So that could be something as simple as a bubble or a fingerprint, or it could actually right, be okay. like a clump of stain or something. So it took a long time for scientists to realise what was an artefact, so what had come from the staining and the, co- the complex sort of prep process yeah. and what was actually an organelle. And the only way that they knew what was what was by just repeatedly preparing the same specimen and just seeing what was different about all the and different what was, yeah. times. Oh, okay. So what was there, what wasn't. Yeah. And every time, you know, every time they saw something that was always there, they realised that must be an organelle and then they studied it further. What wasn't there must have been something to do with the staining process or the, or the prep process. So there are two types of electron microscopes. Transmission electron microscopes, so TEM and scanning electron microscopes, or SEM. And what's the difference between them? The difference is the electron beam and what happens to it. So in a transmission electron microscope, the electron beam will actually penetrate the specimen. So when I say specimen, I mean like a piece of tissue. So when I say tissue, I obviously mean like a piece of muscle or some skin or you know something like that. Yeah. So the electron beam will actually penetrate through the specimen so you can actually see inside the cells and mm-hmm. it can sometimes go straight through. Yeah. Okay. So if the electrons are absorbed by whatever it, it has gone into, you'll see darker patches and where it goes right the way through and out the other side, you see lighter patches. So if you just look at that picture there, do you see what, I'm, do you see yeah. what I mean? I'm just showing Sarah a very straightforward transmission electron black and white picture of a cell. So that's like that big dark part in the middle is the nucleus. It's yeah. really dense. So the electrons have been absorbed into that. There is like empty parts of the cytoplasm it's just gone straight through so yeah it's slightly lighter and that kind of gives you that contrast and you can start to see an image so what i will do for uh for you lovely listeners is i will just put something on the website as a resource just a picture from a transmission electron microscope and a picture from a scanning electron microscope with a bit of annotation so you can see basically what i'm showing sarah teachmescience.co.uk that's right so does that make sense to you, Sarah? Got it, yeah. yeah? Now, okay. what is the other one? SEM. What's the difference? Yeah, so SEM is a scanning electron microscope, which means that the, basically the electrons just scatter over the surface of the specimen and it will put together like a 3D image, okay? Oh, that's cool. So it doesn't penetrate or transmit through. It just sort of scatters over the surface. Which one's better? It depends what you want to do. Okay. Like if you want a 3D image, if you want to look at a whole cell, if you want to know what a cell looks like from the outside, scanning would be good. Yeah. If you want to actually see inside the cell or inside a particular specimen. Transmish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can see this picture here. It's showing you a pic. It's, it's some red blood cells. It's red blood cells, but it's like showing you. Yeah. And is that what the, the scanning one would look and like? That's what the scanning one would look like, except for the colour. Yeah. It, that is false colour that's been added to the picture because no electron microscope can show colour. Yeah. So that would be the principles of the electron microscopes and how they work, basically. Yeah. Discussed there. And now we're going to move on and just quickly talk about limitations. So it's important that you know 
what problems can arise when using them and, and just, you know, what, what they can be used for, what they can't be used for, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay? So first of all, this is really important. Electron microscopes have to be inside a vacuum. And a vacuum is a space with nothing in it, not a single particle. Now, the reason for that is electrons are so small, they can be knocked off their path by any other little particles, anything else at all that's there that's present. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you want sort of a high quality beam of electrons to be getting to this specimen. So if there was anything else in that space, those electrons would just be diverted. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't reach the specimen and you wouldn't get an image. Okay, I've got a question. Yeah. Might be a stupid question. How is it possible to make a space like a vacuum? How is it possible to actually do that? You just... It's straightforward, just suck everything out. Okay. You'd have to use a very special suction unit that literally sucked everything out of it. Does that mean that you can't have... Like, can, is there oxygen in it? There isn't. No. There's nothing and in it. And that's the limitation. You can't look at anything living, which you can using a light microscope. Like, if you think you go pond dipping and you get all the little insects out and you have a look yeah. at them under the microscope as a kid, like on a field trip or whatever, you, you can see living, they can see, you can see them alive, which means you can see how they behave and things like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas you can't do that with any electron microscopes because the specimen that you're looking at must be dead. Um, we've already talked about the complex staining process. You don't need to know it. You just need to know that it is quite time consuming and like lots of steps to to it which can be a limitation and because of the electrons the specimen that you're looking at has to be very thin so imagine the equipment that you would need to cut some tissue so thin to allow you to look at it on an electron microscope that also is um, a bit of a limitation you can only yeah. look at very thin specimens yeah that's with a transmission electron microscope a scanning electron microscope the specimens can be thicker because you're just looking at the outside okay and then we've already talked about artefacts forming, just that, the, the things that get in the way. The things yeah. that can sometimes get in the way that uh, eventually scientists worked out what they were and yeah. just sort of can ignore them, but they can still sometimes be a problem. If you've gone through a whole process of staining something and preparing something and then it just is ruined by artefacts, that can be a way, like, yeah. waste of time. So types of questions that you might get on this are really straightforward, okay? So um, what can be seen with one but not the other, that sort of thing. So why yeah. can you see ribosomes with, with an electron microscope and not with a light microscope or not yeah. with a microscope, yeah, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing? And then also contrasting the microscopes. So why is one better at studying cells than another? So shall we go through three questions? That yeah, go for it. Asked Let's see if I can get these right. Okay. The first question is, uh, name two structures in a eukaryotic cell that cannot be identified using an optical microscope, one mark. So an optical microscope is just your normal light microscope. Yeah. So can I talk about organelles here? Yeah. So you said that you, you might see a nucleus if you're lucky. Yeah. So you could literally say... Mitochondria, Golgi, ribosome—you could say everything, couldn't you? Spot on, yeah. Yeah, because they're all too small to yeah. see with a light microscope. Perfect. So, mitochondria, ribosome, endoplasmic reticulum, Golgi, lysosomes, sometimes even the mem the membrane, the detail so, of the membrane. If you got this question, it's a one marker. If you just wrote the word organelles, would you get a point? No, you wouldn't. No. You'd have to name them. Yes. Okay. Because it says name two structures. So oh right. Oh okay. Them. Yeah. Okay. So question two. The cell surface membrane can be seen with a transmission electron microscope, but not an optical microscope. Explain why, and that is for one mark. Because... So what was it? You can't see that because of the resolution? Right, yeah. And so the resolution in 
the transmission electron microscope is 0.1 nano right which is higher okay so it's a higher resolution would you need to you wouldn't need to say that exactly no you don't need to use figures you just need to say that it's you just higher say it's higher lower. the resolution is higher yeah. in a in a transmission than yeah, the light exactly microscope. okay why is it higher it's higher because it's higher because the wavelength is, is shorter shorter okay and that is a standard sort of question still of answer, really. Yeah. Why can you not see this? Why can you see this? And, and it's just like, well, because the resolution is higher, because the wavelength is shorter. Yeah. Standard sort of thing. And then last question is a f- six marker. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, listening? Um, yeah, I'm listening. Contrast how an optical microscope and a TEM work, yes. how they work, and contrast the limitations of their use when studying cells. Okay, so the question is basically saying, what's the difference between a light microscope and a transmission microscope, and which one's better? When studying cells. When studying yeah. cells. Yeah. So you you would say that the the light microscope has too low a resolution to study the cells up close. The transmission microscope has a, a much higher resolution so you can see all the organelles yeah so, so because it's much much smaller organelles the organelles can be viewed because the resolution is higher yeah the resolution is so high brilliant you can see the organelles which are so small yeah because that's a six marker do you have to go into any more detail than that i'm guessing you would well what you've got there is it's a it's probably two marks okay okay so a transmission electron microscope, what does it use ultimately? What is it using? It's using the neutron. No, the electrons. Electrons. God. <laughs> Whereas optical light micro- optical microscopes use light. Light. So that's another mark. Okay. Okay, so that's how they work. That's the how they work part of the question. So you answered. would so you'd so, you'd go as far as to say the transmission uses the electrons and they pass through the You don't even need to say that. No, really. you don't. No. Oh, okay. No, so Electrons are used in transmission. Yeah. Optical uses light because electrons have a shorter wavelength. They have a higher resolution, which means you can see smaller things, smaller organelles. Mm-hmm. That's the how it works bit out, out the way, really. Yeah. And so now we can focus on limitations. Okay. So the limitations of the light microscope of, is... Of well, I already the said electron, that, didn't really. I? Yeah. So the limitations of the electron, you want to say about how... Um, because it's in the, the vacuum, you have to... It can only be... Dead tissue, dead cells. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can't use Whereas light. Whereas um, the light microscopes, microscopes you can use can be. They can be, but you also alive. can't study them close. Yeah. So the rest of the answers you could give are very, really straightforward. So like transmission electron microscopes will give you a black and white image. Whereas light microscopes, you can see them in the colour that they yeah. actually are. But is that, um, you know, you talked about staining. Would that change the colour of them? Yeah, so that would actually put false colour in anyway. Yeah. The staining process. Okay. Yeah. But the image that you take, the photograph that you take from it would be black and white, so it wouldn't matter. In both the T E M and the S E M. Okay. Yeah. And then the specimens have to be thinner and that the co- the staining is a lot more complex. The prep is a lot more complex and takes a long time. Mm-hmm. So that would be your limitations for that question. Uh, fairly straightforward. So from what we've talked about today, those answers are there. You can pick those answers out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't know if I'd get all six marks. <laughs> no, but you, it's just about sort of thinking. I give it a good go. You know, what's the question asking? Yeah, you know, pull that question apart. Yeah, and just make sure that you you've got all that information there. 
So that's it for new information. Um, okay, I just want to remind everybody of our wider reading recommendations. Um, they're on our website, teachmescience.co.uk. Um, I am recommending this month a book called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks by Re- Rebecca Skulut. S-K-L-O-O-T. Um, it's, a, it's a really good book for just biologists to read. Anyone, really, that was, that is interested, have a little look at it, okay? And then um, the podcast Science Versus. It's probably one of my favourite science podcasts. It really does, you know, set out science really well, just for non-scientists, if anything. So just have a go. And anything just gives you just that, that wider context of science in the real world and just looking at all those sort of more current issues and things like that. So have a look or have a listen, should I say. Okay, so it's time for Rear's Roundup. Rear's Roundup. So... Optical microscopes use light, which has a longer wavelength, therefore giving a lower resolution, so smaller organelles cannot be seen, such as ribosomes, Golgi, lysosomes and endoplasmic reticulum. However, electron microscopes use electrons with a shorter wavelength, therefore giving a higher resolution, so we can see those smaller organelles. So the limitations for the electron microscopes are fairly straightforward. Okay, so vacuum is needed. So no other particles there. Um, you cannot look at living specimens. There is a complex prep time and that specimens have to be quite thin. Okay, so that can also be an issue, but not for a scanning electron microscope. The specimens can be a little bit thicker because you're just looking at the outside. And remember, artifacts are things that can be seen in the specimen but are not part of the specimen. And it took a long time for scientists to realise that just by by doing repeated stains, repeated processes, did they realise that certain things were artefacts and not part of the cell. So they can also um, be quite a big limitation on using electron microscopes. In terms of what you can do with this information, again, there's not a lot except just making sure that, like, make a big table uh, listing the, like, contrasting them or the differences how they work that sort of thing and then you've got it all clearly in one place and then just again exam questions just make sure that you've done as many exam questions as you can on all these topics it's always going to be exam questions isn't it always yes so sarah what are your three takeaways for today's episode on my takeaways okay what have i got number one resolution so the light microscope has got a lower resolution and the TEM and the SEM have got much higher resolutions because of the electrons. Electrons have a shorter wavelength. Number two, false colour, and that's to do with the scanning electron microscope, and that's about how when you see a picture from one of those, it's actually fake, it's got false colour upon. Number three, a micrometer is one thousandth of a millimetre, and a nanometer is one thousandth of a micrometer. Yeah, well done. Yes, got it. Excellent. Was there ever going to be a time when I'm going to need that information? Will it come up in the exam, do you reckon? You need to know the difference. You need, you need to ha- know how to use mi- micrometers. And okay. Micrometers. Yeah, you, do, you definitely okay, have cool. to. Yeah. So that's it for today's episode. Okay, if you wanted to contact us, you can go to our website. We must have said it about five times already. That's teachmescience.co.uk. <laughs> that's where you can find all the resources from all the episodes. And you can find our wider reading on there. You can tweet at us at teachmebiocast. You can drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. And we've also got Instagram, and that's at teachmebiologycast. If you wanted to use any of those platforms to get in touch with us with any questions, queries, if we're doing anything wrong, if you want to uh, send us any pictures of your revision just to show 
others how it can be done remember not everyone knows how to revise they just sit there reading a revision guide and it just doesn't work for them mm-hmm. you know there are other ways and you are doing them so show us yeah if you've got any recommendations for wider reading any podcasts you're listening to anything at all we can then put it out to everyone else sharing our little community mm-hmm. and hopefully it will help also if you have any biology jokes or puns you can tweet those at us with hashtag biology puns just put for the attention of sarah yes please <laughs> <laughs> was that the bell I think so. What you got now? Uh, English lit. English lit. Oh, boring. What are you What are you reading? Of Mice and Men. Oh, nice. Mm, yes, I actually do like that book. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm going to be late. Okay, so I have been Sarah Matthews, and I'm Ria Corbett, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.